Welcome to Upstream in Perspective. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Nelson. We know these are unprecedented times for millions around the world. The broad impact of coronavirus on the global economy combined with plummeting oil prices has made for challenging times. As such, we'd like to take a different approach on this podcast. Recently, a number of our North America oil and gas experts came together to share their insights from across the energy value chain. I invite you to listen to the discussion led by Raul LeBlanc, VP of Unconventional Research and Analysis, as he discusses with Karim Fawaz from our financial and capital markets team, Hassan El Tori from our company and transactions research, Reed Olmsted from our North America onshore upstream team, Matthew Palmer from our North American gas team, and Vareel Mehta from our midstream consulting group at IHS Market. They discuss demand outlooks, U.S. supply forecasts, capital expenditures, NGL impacts, and more. One final note before we jump into their conversation. I think it's safe to say that everyone in the energy industry has had a few sleepless nights over the last few weeks. We'd like to hear from you. What topics or questions can we answer for you in the coming weeks? Submit your questions or topics to our team of experts at www.ihsmarket.com slash upstream podcast. We've heard a lot about uh, you know, falling volumes in response to this. People are being prudent, pulling back capital and capitals across the, across the board in every sector, including places like oil field services and refining, is down hard. Uh, it's impacting uh, production uh, on oil, on gas, on NGL, and those are tugging and pulling at each other, mostly in a down direction, but sometimes in an upward direction. Um, uh, the virus impact is, I think, expected to peak here in second quarter and gradually uh, or get fairly uh, much better in the third and moving into the fourth. What I'd like everybody to opine on a little bit is more of the next month, let's say. So what, what happens in the next month? And, Reed, I'll kind of start with you. Uh, what happens for shut-ins in, in the next month? And, and tell us 30 seconds uh, about your view on shut-ins. You know, I think we're going to start seeing it happen. We put out a piece on on OPEX by operator and, and sort of at what levels does OPEX on these wells start to start to affect uh, production decisions. And so I think that in the next month, as people really start to grapple with the oversupply, you know, at first it was, oh, okay, maybe this is really happening, maybe it's not. And now I think people are really coming to grips with this is going to be here for a while. If we believe that, let's go ahead and, and make adjustments. It's not a blip. It's it's a true massive global oversupply, and so people and so it's pushing price down. So I think we're going to start seeing shut-ins. We're going to, you know, uh, I, I'll say I expect another 150 or 200 rigs to come out of the field by the end of this month. Um, it, it, we just aren't seeing an outlook that supports continued business as usual like we did in January and February of this year. We're going to start to see real decisions. Uh, hitting CapEx been uh, on the new activity side, and we're going to start seeing OpEx get cut, which means shut-ins, probably to the tune okay. of uh, 50 to 75,000 barrels a day by the end of this month. Okay. I think it might even be even be faster and further. As long as the, the, the prices, the spot prices in, in the field are below 10, that's really, really pretty tough on people uh, to, to sell their oil uh, into that market or their gas, Okay. Uh, at, at the current gas price, not as distressed, but it's still tough. Uh, let's, uh, so we've got that. Um, uh, meanwhile, Kareem, uh, any, anything happen, uh, to materially change the situation on the demand side in the next month? Or we just kind of got to live through, through the virus 
and also on the supply side, any kind of deal or anything that we can think of that would materially alter uh, the sort of low price uh, being with us and running the course. Yeah, here in the next month is difficult to see. I mean, a lot of the moving parts are already well in motion here on both the demand side and a lot of these shutdowns extend through the end of April or early May for the most part around the world. So it's going to be difficult to see uh, the virus kind of moving faster than that or kind of everything returning to normal in terms of consumption on that front. I think supply could be reactive if, if shut-ins, not just in the U.S., as you were talking about, but more generally around the world. I think the notion of shut-ins is a bit different in this cycle than in the way people usually think about it in general, which is strictly kind of an OPEX cost uh, dimension. I think what's happening here is the scale of the surplus in the global market is such that there is going to be real logistical kind of constraints on, on, on barrels. So it's not just the price that's uh, adding pressure, it's that there's not enough tankers, not enough storage space, not enough, producers don't have enough storage at, uh, kind of closer to their to the wellhead to, to kind of store these barrels if, the, if there's no customers for it. I think that backing up of the supply chain can have much more drastic supply impact sooner. That potentially could help tighten markets uh, potentially more so than I talked about initially. Uh, yeah, but, and, and the, that's an interesting, that's a really interesting yeah. thesis, or not thesis, but if we get rapid shut-ins due to collapsing uh, storage space and, and physical availability of ways to get it to places that do have storage, it could help prevent a, uh, a stock overhang, which I think would, would be really important. Uh, let's move to uh, Hassan. Hassan, uh, more cuts coming. Uh, I know you talked about bankruptcies. Uh, I think we're going to see, you said we'd see those accelerate and not M&A. Um, anything else you can think of in the next in the next month? What are we likely to see? We're likely to see shut-in announcements, more capex reductions. What? Yeah, he's expect definitely a lot. We're going to expect some more capex reductions, right? You got to keep in mind that companies, when they were making these announcements, sometimes they were done when oil was, was still 30, 35. So since then, we've plummeted quite a bit. I know we've come back a little bit today, but generally, yes, we were a little. Uh, we expect some more capex cuts. We expect. Uh, shut-ins. I think that a lot of people are going to be looking for spring redetermination and what's going on there. Uh, pretty much what I think investors are looking for the most is how are you going to weather the current storm. Um, so expect companies to fire on all cylinders. Expect OPEX cuts, uh, significant ones. I think we've seen a couple of headlines already uh, to that effect. And you're going to see an acceleration of um, bankruptcies going forward. All right. Matt, uh, on the gas side, what, what do you think the next month brings? Do we know the, the extent of the downside for gas yet? Uh, is it, is it going to stay the same, get better? What's, what's your thought? Yeah, I mean, I think over the next month, the thing to watch is going to be a couple of things. One is the, the pace of storage injections, and that's going to really relate to how fast the supply and demand balance shifts. Um, and so we don't think production gas production is going to drop markedly over the next few months. So I think it's going to come down to does industrial demand or commercial demand or, or power demand perhaps uh, fall more than we are currently expecting? Um, what happens with LNG feed gas? Um, does that fall mm -hmm. off more? And to the extent those things fall, we'll see more gas going into storage quicker, and that's going to put a lot more downward pressure on prices in the near term. Okay. Uh, and Viral, um, anything, if you think about the next month, next six weeks, what's happening in the immediate term that we should be looking for as our clients uh, and listeners, you know, filter the news? 
What do you think? Yeah, it's it's you know really volatile at least in the NGL world right now, uh, based on because we're kind of bounded between you know the refined product demand and what implications that has, and plus also the crude production side. So you know just kind of watching where uh, things go. I mean, it, it's going to stay a little volatile for a time being. Uh, we do expect um, you know some cutbacks in from the midstream sector as well in terms of the capital spending, projects getting delayed or even getting deferred. But at the same time, you know, there's enough capacity that has been added, at least here in the U.S., into the system over the last couple of years, uh, that it should suffice, you know, and not cause any price spike from an infrastructure standpoint. And I think it all just comes down to how low oil goes and, you know, what happens overall kind of from a Pitkin demand perspective as well. Yeah, that's one last question. Do pet do we have uh, pet chem plants um, closing down temporarily, like we've seen for refineries? Uh, I don't. I don't think we've heard of any shutdowns yet. And you know, we talk to our chemical colleagues a lot, but we have we have seen some cutbacks in uh, overall demand from even the downstream derivatives, and we're seeing some cutbacks in operating rates and the the demand for the monomer, you know, like ethylene and propylene is being impacted. So we're seeing some slowdowns uh, from, uh, okay. you know, from the Petkin side. All right. Thanks, folks. Thank you for joining us on this special episode of Upstream in Perspective. Our team continues to publish insights and report as news breaks. For the latest insights, be sure you follow us on social media or subscribe to our blog at www.ihsmarket.com slash energy blog. And if you have a question or topic for our team to address on an upcoming podcast, you can submit it to us at www.ihsmarket.com slash upstream podcast. This podcast contains information and insights copyrighted by IHS Market. To learn more about IHS Market Energy Solutions, visit ihsmarket.com slash energy. That's ihsmarkit.com forward slash energy.